Okay, um, welcome to another episode of the Casually Serious podcast with Fazil and Abhinav. And today we have with us a very special guest, a very close friend of Fazil, and Kamya Shah. Fazil, what about her? So, uh, Kamya was one of the first friends that uh, I met when I went to my college. Uh, and um, I think Swati was the other friend who came with me from school. And uh, through Swati, I got to know Kamya because Kamya was Swati's roommate. And then there was a little small group that was a fun little group. Then in the group added was uh, Ankur. I remember Priya was there. <clears throat> there was the extended group eventually. But uh, this was the main four, five of us. We used to hang out uh, every weekend, or maybe even even in the middle of the week sometimes. Okay, and then uh, I remember we started we started our friendship having late night talks. At least the three of us, at least me, Kamya, and Swati, we used to sit in the wow. lounge of our dorm dorms and dorm rooms, you know. And then we used to chat, and then we used to simply talk until two a.m., three a.m. Very deep conversation talks. And some and and this that is also one of the ideas I derived from there, and we brought it into the podcast. So it's very meaningful to me that Kamya is here. And uh, yeah, over to you, Kamya. Please introduce yourself. Yeah. Um. Hello, I'm Kamya. I'm glad to be here, but yes, pretty much that's it. Were you about to say <laughs> I'm glad to be here, but I'm sad to be here? No, I wish I said that. No, I was uh, I was going to say that it's so meaningful to you. Don't mess this up. Mess goes uh-huh. up. Yes, up no, anyway. we won't mess it up. Yeah. Noted. Noted. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you there's a lot I got to know from the little time you spent. Of course, lockdown happened, and then there was very minimal conversation after that. But from yeah. what I learned from you, you said that you came from India to Dubai. You were not born and raised in Dubai. So when was it exactly that you came from India to Dubai? So I'm born and brought up in Bombay. Sure. Uh, I came to Dubai in 2012, 2013. So basically, when we were in sixth grade. Currently, I'm in going to junior year of college. Right, but you're originally from Gujarat, right? Ah, uh, okay. So now that also is a different thing. So I'm a Gujarati. born to gujarati parents my dad is born and brought up and raised in bombay my mom's born brought up she's a doctor so she studied medicine in gujarat so she is like your typical amdavadi gujarati okay. and she then moved to bombay after marriage and mm-hmm. then i was there and i was born and brought up in bombay but every year i do go to, go to gujarat except right now cuz of thank right. right so basically like us like you know Huh. But yeah, yeah. We, like us, like our own life, and her is the same thing for her as well. So, but yeah, yeah but there are a lot of Gujaratis in Bombay, so it, it it's consistent with uh, so it's chill. <laughs> right, and um, where are you studying right now? Right now, I'm studying in Buffalo in US. Yeah. What and is it that you're studying? I think a lot. Yeah, that is good for that. So yeah. I, my major is biological sciences, but I'm on the pre-med track. Yeah. Pre-med track. So I, I don't know if the um, audience can see this, but we already yeah. considered her as a medical student, and maybe that's how we will address her throughout throughout the podcast. But, but as I will speak on in the uh-huh. rest of from the what podcast. we understand, you're gonna. Be, There's a difference between what is a medical student and what is a pre-medical student, especially right. in the US. 
while that okay. difference is not there in India or in UK, but in US it's like significant. Sure. Yeah, we'll come. We'll come to that. We'll definitely talk yeah. about that difference now that you pull that up. <clears throat> but yeah, you're saying about how you came from India to Dubai, and which which grade did you was did you come early in Dubai or was it before school life or did you come during the school life or something? How was it? During the school life, I said I mentioned in sixth grade. In sixth, sixth grade, yeah. Huh. And how like, was the beginning or end of term? In like the middle of the term. And my school curriculums. I was in an ICSE school in India, which is a type of Indian board. Right. So another type of Indian board, but it's different to a CBSE mm-hmm. board. Right. Got and okay, then then there'll be like a two type of question. Then first is like, how was the transition from you coming? from mumbai or bombay or mumbai to to dubai <laughs> and your shift from icse board to cbse board because me and abhinav we personally are cbse board students yeah and we never heard anything from icse board how is it for them how was it harder the icse just virtually never existed in oman it just never right. existed right. so like yes please give us some <laughs> insights <laughs> okay so basically when i was in bombay there's another shift here so when i was in bombay my second language in school was gujarati because my parents preferred that <laughs> why not so main mode of instruction was english mm-hmm. second uh-huh. language i was taught from like the first to sixth grade is gujarati mm-hmm. and i spoke to my friends in hindi because everybody spoke in hindi not even in english you would sing english songs but like we would still talk in hindi Okay. Right. 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 And when I moved to Dubai, everybody here speaks English, and huh. I'm just like, I know English, but I'm not fluent in English, or I don't speak. I speak English, but not preferably. Right. Given a choice, no, you wouldn't have spoken in English, right? I got it. Yeah. yeah. Given a choice, no. And then, after knowing six. Years of Gujarati, like till sixth grade, basic education in Gujarati. I shifted from sixth grade Gujarati to directly to sixth grade Hindi. Huh. Oh. Because I knew the spoken <laughs> Hindi. I didn't know the written Hindi, but like considering I knew the written Gujarati, it would be similar enough. Right. Right. Assuming. Oh. <laughs> but it's okay. I got along well because huh. I know the rules and how to speak and everything else. But nobody here spoke Hindi. I had to get myself fluent in English to converse here. Right. Correct. Right. I think uh, a follow-up question would be like, see, um, there is this, there is a certain pace with with which Bombay flows. The pace in Bombay life is pretty quick, and yes. and I think from my travels to Dubai and uh, the number couple of times that I've been to Dubai, I know how quick, how much more quick Dubai is. So, how would you kind of compare these two cultures all together now? And like, yeah, uh, how would you compare these two? According to me, I would say Bombay life is more rush, only because the population is more there, and yeah. it's Correct. pretty cramped up. So you would see every morning people rushing, going to their work. Even here, there is traffic. Traffic's everywhere, but the rush to be somewhere was more in Bombay than there was. Yeah, it just it just kind of uh, feels like everybody in um, everyone in Bombay is like very collected and they know their shit kind of thing, like they know how they know how to 
they just kind of it just kind of uh, feels like they're very collected with themselves yeah, but uh, it feels like that versus what actually <laughs> you know when when some people think you're just at your best stage you're feeling yourself but you are like having internal a breakdown mm-hmm, inside mm-hmm. you it probably is that who we can't say that for sure <laughs> nice okay correct so with for me right personally when i went to dubai when we saw the traffic and all we were like bhai this is to matlab aaj sham ko nikle to subah pahunchenge we had to plan it that way in dubai but i'm consider i'm thinking for you it it wouldn't have been a difference here to bhai yahan to better hai that would for you that might have been the yeah i'm consider my life here better but there are a lot of biases playing into that so Achha. because my teenage years were my childhood mm-hmm. was in bombay so there will always be the fondness so let me just say i'm biased towards both of them so okay. if i say i like i prefer this it's probably because of bias there's a bias that's playing into it right yeah yeah sure but now that you now that you told us a little bit about your coming to your transition coming to dubai there's one very important question important to me important to a lot of friends who are there in us and ub with me and uh, they feel like the people who are living there in dubai are having the best best time of their lives because they compare the residents of in in dubai with the tourists who come and visit dubai right so would you like how would you like to compare the dubai residential life to dubai tourist life and what are the perks and disadvantages everything in the middle fun fact before i actually moved to dubai my dad was already here for a year right, right. so i've had a tourist life first new tourist life as well huh. so exactly after that like a few months after that i started with the residential life so i was uh-huh. quite young but now i can easily tell the difference between both of them yeah so i'll start with We don't live in hotels. <laughs> we don't have houses. We have regular two BHK or even one BHK small house with like surrounded by colonies of Indians. But it highly depends on where you live. Right. But it's mostly around Indians. Right. What is the what is the largest demographic? The Indians are uh, after the Indians, Filipinos, Arabics, Pakistanis. Right. Okay. So it's like the main. Okay, so because this is how this is how people there in US or people who don't know about Dubai, this is how they think. They feel like there's an observation deck for every resident there at the top. People just go seventy, eighty floors above, and that's where they start living. They don't like only anything that's below eighty floors. <laughs> nothing. There's not. There's nothing considered below eighty floors or something like that. I live on the first floor. A year ago, <laughs> I used to live on the ground floor. There is a right. ground floor. Right. <laughs> Acha yeah. tell tell me some tell me some fun things or like things that you things that you really liked about living in Dubai as a resident that maybe a tourist cannot see or maybe someone coming from outside cannot see um the best part about being a resident in Dubai which i think what everybody assumes our everyday life to be is that all the tourist destinations are like close by and that's you always have something to do Whenever right. you book, there are like so many different malls with like a different theme or a different activity there to right. go there yeah. and do 
there's a mall with with snow inside and penguins there but not that i would every time go there for the snow and penguins i don't have that much money to go every time to go oh i feel like snow i'm going to go to penguins today no that's not what i do for a living right so you so i can see <laughs> yeah that was very really- I can I, say I that. I like how she's so passionate about it. She's like, "Nee, bhai, aisa hota hi nahi idhar in Dubai mein." Yeah. Oh, close. No, I don't go to malls every day. The last time I've been to a mall was only because there was like a three-day sale. Okay, the three-day sales in Dubai are pretty good, though. Dubai is like a shopaholic heaven. A lot of people say that because mm. sales here on like some brands are massive. I have noticed between a difference between Dubai and US. Uh, in US, some brands are more expensive, but like some brands are extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. And in Dubai, oh. those expensive brands are cheap, and the cheap brands are exp- uh, are expensive here. So oh. yeah, this is actually the pretty uh, indicative with the electronics in Dubai. It's, it's yeah, weird we how everything is so cheap. <laughs> yeah, we have an electronics like- sale called Jitex, and that happens yearly. And it was so popular; it started happening twice in a year now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Right. If you buy a laptop, you would get free accessories with it. Accessories such as headphones, keyboard, cover, bag, hard disk, and these are just like some I can name on on top of my head. Yeah, but I. Okay, tell me something. <laughs> tell me something. Uh, have you been to all theme parks in Dubai, or is it something? Is it something that there are few things I still have to explore living as a resident? Because I'm sure there might be something I feel like. Okay, so one really toxic thing about Dubai is they are so passionate about the. Okay, so Dubai's main income is tourism. It's not a. It's not a hidden thing. Like yes, it's obvious. Like Dubai attracts tourists by building like the biggest, mm-hmm. the tallest, the biggest indoor theme park, the biggest indoor aquarium, the tallest building in the world. Right. Yeah, they attract people by that. So there is always something new. which has opened which is upcoming which is popular which is like a place where everybody goes to because it's new there are so many things i haven't done yet because it's pretty new correct right if you want i could name a few but i don't know what you up those things ha huh. it wouldn't be relevant because there are just so many things right yeah, so yeah, it will be like yes i i read this one article um and the article mentioned that if you go to all restaurants daily for breakfast lunch and dinner in dubai or in i guess it's in uae but mm-hmm. and if you go to all all like okay. so they said that if you go to all restaurants in dubai for breakfast lunch and dinner it will take you one year to come back to the same restaurant it's yeah seems- i don't find that surprising at all By the time new restaurants will pop up, it will take another one and a half year to actually wonder. Oh, we are back in the same restaurant. <laughs> Easily. Fun fact: I live in a uh, in an area in Dubai called Karama, and it's like filled with restaurants. Okay, so I have an uncle who is like uh, pretty well to do in India, right? He just came here to live because uh, COVID situation in India not the best. Right. Yeah. So he just came here to live for a bit, and he is every time coming to. He lives in downtown, and like he just uh, moved to a very fancy area of Dubai. Fancy area is basically where all the uh, non-Indians live, I would say. Yeah. Acha. And like some pretty uh, well-to-do Indians live. So he always comes to Karama to eat because he is a 
that's why karama is that popular for food and restaurants so like if you see the traffic outside my window or like in my area it's jam packed on fridays and saturdays which are the weekends here because it's in middle eastern country mm-hmm. uh fridays and saturdays are the weekends here so from 6 pm to 9 pm it's the roads are jam packed and all the restaurants are full you might have to wait outside for a uh for like 15 to 30 minutes because it's that i have seen cars from saudi arabia oman in karama on friday just for the food <laughs> it's possible it's possible but because, because this... on normal days i don't see cars from saudi and oman here but on fridays and saturdays i do and there are restaurants around what's the best assumption right If you're lucky, you'll even find a Kuwaiti car. What is some <laughs> Bahraini car? Also, you'll find like. Ha. Acha, but what is it's okay? So now that we discovered that there's so much, so many things to do in Dubai, that even you have, even you have to explore some bit of it. What is the next big thing that you would want to do? Like that, this is the next thing on my list that I would like to do here. Oh, this. It'll get updated every day. It'll get updated every every month. Does it? Does it get updated? <laughs> okay, so this project has not even been completed yet. Right. Okay. Okay. It's an the bucket list. Project. The bucket list keeps getting updated every month. <laughs> it's probably a tank by now. Uh, I had relatives who came here in like two thousand and let's say sixteen, and right. I'm like calling them again because it's so much different. There are so many new things you have not seen. So many things I could give you a full six day itinerary of the things you haven't seen, and they have done all the things. <laughs> stuff That's they have a... been to the bible they have gone to miracle garden robel village burj khalifa they have done all the basic stuff but i'm like i can still make you a six day itinerary morning and evening things to do that you haven't done yet because right. from four years it's that much there is still more i am remind i'm like one observation i'm reminded of is like i've been to dubai when the um when the tallest building was still being built okay And I and and I visited once again, like I think three day, three years later, and then it was built, and then another three years later again I went, and then I'm like, hey, thoda, like you know, everything's changed all of a sudden. I'm like, is it every ha, time it just keeps changing? Thoda chota lag raha abhi. Okay, so let me tell you a new venture which I was on about, which I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the Creek Tower or the Dubai Tower. They haven't finished naming it. It's right. going to be taller than Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that as an architect. It's going to be taller than the tallest building. What my assumption is, probably some other country somewhere is trying to make a taller building, and mm-hmm. that's just might... an assumption, not not confirmed fact yet. But yeah, they might so be trying to do that. So when is it supposed to be completed? In like a few years. Very like brave of you to assume it's Dubai trying to construct another tallest building. It could be Abu Dhabi itself. No, <laughs> like, no, no I think because I know the location. I've seen the yeah. project indeed. Oh, okay, yeah, it, okay. it's an it's an official thing. It's an official yeah, thing. It's, an official, it's released to the public. If you go inside Dubai Mall, there is like a whole booth of uh, uh, things with like right. a model of that tower there. Right. So right. it's like. So, If you if you will be at the top one of the top decks in the uh, Creek Tower, you will be able to see the entire line skyline of Burj Khalifa and the downtown of Dubai. This is yeah. this is from what I know a, a little bit about the Creek Tower or whatever. 
but uh, they'll probably get updated the next month yeah <laughs> they'll be, they'll promise you the rainbow next time <laughs> <laughs> right so um tell me oh, tell me think, a little go yeah ahead, i just wanted ahead. to say uh, i think moving on i wanted to ask like before we began this podcast we were talking something on the lines of third culture and you know being culturally schizophrenic like you know um being like i i think we were able to relate with it because like migrating to in, migrating from india to uh, an, an a middle east country from middle east country back to us you're trying to like uh, adapt to different situations trying to speak in like being inferior in, in each and every um, aspect like you're inferior in the in the way in the accent you're trying to speak and you you don't know where to fit in you're like abhi you, you have to fit in in india you have to fit in in, in the middle east you have to fit, fit in in the um, in the states your experience on that i am curious about it yeah yeah so it was a bit bit i wouldn't say hard or difficult i would just say exhausting because mm. just trying to fit in uh it's just there's so many so that you i have some parts of my life from each and every part okay i i have my childhood in bombay early like teenage life in dubai and now i'm in us right and i'm a, a born gujarati i visit gujarat every year so like yeah just trying to find the right people and fit in because there are so many things to learn from so many different types of people from different cultures wherever they come from the way they act the way they behave there's so many things to learn from them and me i'm just trying to know which is my zone what is my zone right yeah. in the end i found out wherever i last was was probably the best place to start at even mm, over here, okay even i, I didn't understand like yeah i'll explain that further even over here when i came here from bombay i found a person from bombay who was who was from bombay in my class right yeah. so that was like the most comfortable for me that's where i started same way when i went to us i found some people from the middle east example fazil swati right that's where i started so wherever i have been the last wherever i'm used to from the last few years of my life that's where i'm going to start the next if i ever have to shift again from somewhere i'll relate to that the most that's what i've learned from all of this that's actually that's that's actually pretty insightful <laughs> that's actually very thoughtful it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like a hack for any every other student going outside is to find people from where you came from if you can yeah, if you can yeah you came from the latest like if you if you are from somewhere born and brought up somewhere are from a different culture raised somewhere else but right. where have you been for the past 3 to 4 years of your life who did yeah. you mingle with for the past 3 to 4 years of your life find yeah. that demographic it will work the best and you will get along with them the best not yeah, that you won't get along or like mingle with other people you definitely will but it's up to your comfort level your comfort zone because everybody's comfort zone is again different what they want to do and versus what they would prefer right. so it's subjective you could still use this advice but it's pretty subjective Yeah, it makes I think sense. Uh, it very much makes it, sense. It makes sense because I I think this is like the best case because mm-hmm. you trying to you trying to even get somebody um remotely related to with your culture like uh, the Middle East culture is a chance in one in a hundred or something. It's it's still a, it's pretty expensive to think that way. 
but uh, i have a different take on it i think us trying to integrate in this into the society that we have adopted or uh, adopted is is equally as important as trying to uh, find new friends coming from the similar culture yeah so i agree with you because here's the thing not i never said that one thing is inferior or superior right i i just said that there's so many things you can learn from each culture so like going back to the culture i can't imagine how it must have been for you as an nri student going back what assumptions they had about you what yeah. misconceptions they had about you right Correct. so is what you learned what you learned that how advanced they they are from in in so many fields that you you are just lacking it because there's so many things to learn and so many things you have missed out on by yeah. by being in oman but oman yeah, yeah. oman <laughs> compared to growing up in india there's so many things we have missed out on that they know there's so many things we can learn from them so it's yeah. always best to like mingle with all the type of people in the end but you need to find a comfort you need to find a comfort person right wherever. correct I I have a follow up I have a question to that actually do you think we missed out on it or is it just because it was not integrated within the within our culture within our society do you think we missed out on it or do you think it's just a it's like a different place which will have different things with after that um i know i i use the word missed out but i guess i would i would still use it because we still have no idea about what that experience is like we will yeah. never know. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And him going back and living there, he is still living there from his ideals that he has been grown up with in Dubai as an NRI in Oman as an NRI kid. It's okay. It's okay. We're all okay. Same. We're all one. We are. We are rather proud that we are identifying as a Dubai national, but it's uh... no. We are here. <laughs> we are here to remove that stigma right not not promote the stigma of being from dubai no that also this is a middle eastern country anyway right. growing up in middle east you still went there with your ideals your ideals have not changed in like one or two years your ideals will not change you need to live there longer for there to be a actual shift in your ideals So yeah, right, right. For right. you to inculcate what they have to offer, what you have this to know, makes, from, it's going to take a while. This makes so much sense because um, now that you mention it, I think um, me and Fazil, I think uh, even Fazil would completely relate with it. Like we grew up with this certain degree of conservatism in our uh, in our in the way we approach a com- couple of things, right? Uh, we didn't know a lot of things we thought we knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. like i mean there are a lot of we didn't know a lot of the um urban lingo which was supposed to be urban lingo which was very popular across the world but we are very <laughs> we are very third world in that we are like abhi ye kya hota hai yeah we had <laughs> we, a, we had a guest we had a guest uh, uh last last week i think where uh, uh where he taught us a few lingo words from from the city from the new york city and it was uh, Yeah, it was it was beautiful for us because we never we never knew we felt we felt today years old. I think even uh, I think even within if we if we try to uh, consider within du within UAE and uh, Oman itself, if we try to compare the lingo, I think UAE is like far more superior with the lingo part and the way their global outlook is. Ours is, is like a little more uh, backward. <laughs> I would like to argue on that. 
there is yeah. a difference from where you are. let's just say dubai for now okay yeah. because i don't know a lot about other states in uae but i know about dubai right so in even in dubai which school you go to which type of school you go to makes a difference now i came right. i come from indian school okay there are yeah. international schools there are or uh, uk schools cambridge or there there are colleges like dubai college it's not a college it's still a school but like people from there go into ivy leagues and i'm not kidding i i know people from there who have gone to ivy leagues and their system their education their school life is completely different so if you were to ask them they are from dubai but they won't be relate they can't relate to us in any manner so your education board makes a difference cuz i'm from cbse i can relate to fazil completely mm. like mm. i would say our education our schooling was the same even though i'm from a good school and he is in a poet school i not mm. a good school but like some schools in dubai are still like good schools and boy schools like they right. are set right yeah but yeah. there are colleges and schools which don't have uniforms and you can just mm-hmm. go there normally Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are different types of schools, and if you take different demographics from each school, you would find mm-hmm. out that there's still a difference between uh, children from each school. There's a culture shock within Dubai itself. Dubai has people from all over the place. Have you ever It's felt so like? It's so wholesome. Like everything is like so. Everything is just so diverse within Dubai itself. Let's see. Okay. small picture that i get we thought we thought it was enough diverse in muscat but yeah <laughs> but like, it's even more it's, if you it's... go to jumeira marina side you have all uh, the western schools a lot of uh, people from uk have come and settled in dubai so you yeah. will see a lot of caucasians and their kids and everybody settling here so the culture in that area is completely different for mm-hmm. example we would Let's just start about uh, the stigma against women wearing short clothes. Okay, so in my area, I wouldn't uh, walk around wearing like uh, short shorts at night, but I would. I would go some. I would go to that area and wear that because mine is a predominantly Indian area, and we know the Indian stigma versus uh, what Caucasian people find appropriate. So correct. If I were to go to a beach in uh, Jumeirah or in Marina, the Marina Beach, it's called the JBR. If I were to go there, I wouldn't mind being in a swimsuit. But if I were to go to a beach in another part of Dubai, I wouldn't be very comfortable with that. Correct. So there's difference within Dubai. That's crazy. So basically, you're asking yeah. us that we should have another episode of you, you talking about the cultural shocks. But that's a great insight, though. Like this, yeah. this is good that you brought this up because I'm, I'm, I'm probably Correct. even we were not aware about few things that you mentioned. In yeah, yeah. this is just think, my example. This is just my personal example with, with what I'm getting. One right. question I had in mind was, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry to cut you, but one question I had in mind was, um, see, like we as Oman Omani Indians were like, uh, for us growing up, we like me and Fazil, I remember we were like. Almost classmates from first grade to twelfth grade. Yeah. Right. Almost classmates, like in various stages, we were like, yeah, we were the class, same class, and we gelled along, right? Yeah, yeah. And we knew like almost a lot of our friends also were the same thing. Like we just grew up together, and we <laughs> we just grew up together. Like we saw each other's uh, embarrassing things, and we just still remember everything, right? Now 
trying for you it's a lot more different thing right how do you what's your take on trying to maintain your past friendships that's going to be extremely hard and i know how hard it is because um for us maintaining oman friendships itself was incredibly hard despite being like you know same in the same neighborhood and we still don't meet each other and it's yeah. not our fault because things have changed everybody moves on but even more so now because of the lockdown and yeah. the pandemic but otherwise definitely we used to meet more often yeah but for you it's like you know you 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 grew up in one neighborhood in bombay then you went to another neighborhood in uae and then now it's like you're trying to stay close with your bombay friends they would not want to miss you out and then you the uae friends when you were in usa so how would it and like, usa friends like, and usa yeah. friends and so. trying to maintain you know people friends like fazil and swati or whoever right so like yeah, yeah right so i'm glad you asked me this because i have a lot to say on this in fact here's the thing first thing i'm an extrovert you need to know that i like talking to people so right. that's amazing we re- we discovered that we did discover yeah, that <laughs> Our, uh, bef- before we began this podcast this was the longest cool off time we could ever expect the longest yeah. it's it's been hitting the bar each time we thought there it's was a longest the- time with other guests it's crossed that limit today happy again we- and we'll never begin the podcast don't <laughs> i'm i'm glad that the casually part of the casually quotient has been increasing and uh, we would like it's to been maintained yeah yeah <laughs> thanks to kamal yeah you saying So answering my question so i had have a set of friends i've had a set of friends that i grew up with in india oh the best part or uh, as you guys said that you were in the same class from first grade to sixth grade so one there's a difference between the band bombay so in bombay every year from first grade to sixth grade my classes classes used to be shuffled so mm-hmm. every year i would have new classmates with like new classmates with like two or three same classmates okay in dubai oh, from 6th grade to 10th grade i had the same classmates and this was like a new shock to me because like i'm used to okay i won't have to see this person in the next year no that's not <laughs> just kidding i like people i genuinely like people <laughs> but like you know if you don't like a c- certain someone you would probably think okay at least i don't have to deal with them next year yeah. but then you know when you find out This happened to me in India as well. Okay, yes, this person won't be in my class at least next year. Then you find out out of the two, three people in from the same class, that one person is again <laughs> in the same class with you. You're just like. Oh, Abhinav okay. was that. Abhinav was that friend for me. He's like, "Arey, arey, pisha gaya, yar." Kidding. So convenient of you to say I would totally begin this podcast with you, right? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. Yeah. No, you can keep them interrupting. That's the point of it. Anyway, so continuing because I was uh, I was not restricted as a kid from social media. I had a Facebook account since fourth grade, so oh. I had the yeah. I had all my school friends in India. <laughs> We were two years late. Yeah, one year late or something. We came in fifth grade, I think. पहुंचा ही नहीं ना यहाँ तक वो यहाँ तक पहुंचा ही नहीं वो कनेक्शन कि फेसबुक भी कुछ है ऐसा मतलब वाईफाई ही नहीं मिला था भाई वाईफाई वो भी मज़ेदार या देन देन लाइक टिल सिक्स ग्रेड लाइक आई हैड ऑल माय इंडियन फ्रेंड्स ऑन फेसबुक ऑलरेडी आई आई वुड चैट विद देम एंड स्टफ एंड आई देन स्टॉप 
so i had a set of five to six close knit friends from india right and mm-hmm. i would go to india every year so i would oh. keep meeting them i would like meet them because like parents are there now what do i do stay at home with my relatives no hell no i have friends i have friends <laughs> i'm home with them uh-huh. so i would go meet them so every year i would go meet them so that continued right, right? and then when i went from here to buffalo i had a set of friends and i would like talk to them every day mm-hmm. but here comes a surprising part right in the lockdown since yeah. everybody has so much free time or more right. like we have nothing else to do i made a friend in dubai who is a really close friend of mine who i haven't even talked to in my school life we all have that one friend he has been in my tuition but i barely spoke to him and now we are like the closest friends ever yeah correct and recently i connected with a friend of mine from india Hmm. he was with me in like 6th grade and i was only in 6th grade in india for like 2 months yeah, i huh. never spoke to him but now okay. we are friends now i found out that he studied he finished his schooling in india now he's in uc davis california and now i talk to him wow davis yes so at this point you can also connect to people who you have lost in touch with all you have to do hey went you in my class or like hey what's up how have you been it's been so long and that's it that's that's it it's only that message and that's enough to start a conversation it's only i that. think we were more blue ticked with that message koi baat nahi but ha <laughs> for for our for our people not you no for our for our friends Yeah. But and I it's think it's a lot of times. Like whenever I feel like I have not spoken to someone in a while, and I'm just bored. What's up? Where have you been? It's been a long time. How have you been doing? And then you talk to them for a bit, and then they they start ghosting you. Take a hint. Yeah, it's enough for now. Like okay, in six months I'll hit you up again. Like the connection is low-key still maintained until you actually have time to meet them. So you yeah, know, I just I just realized that you have so much. Uh, There's so much. This this all these thoughts are so wholesome and thoughtful and insightful that we could start an entire Skillshare uh, course or something. I know. <laughs> and, I uh, know, right? We are like. I think we are to a certain degree. We can start talking about culture shocks from now. Right. Yeah. And um, world's I think, best culture shock podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, the few things that you mentioned today, especially the. especially the culture shock that you had within dubai you know those things of difference people might not realize i think those were those were something a great takeaway for Curious, a lot of audience yeah. yeah but uh earlier in the podcast you mentioned um, sorry to change the topic but because you mentioned uh, what the, there's a difference between pre med and med please huh. would you please please educate us on that i i want to ask you one more question i think um the Like pre-med and pre, like it, it, these are like these are words like so cool sounding for people coming from uh, an Indian background, Indian education system. Pre-med, you know, I'm from pre-med. I'm from med right now. It's like it's it's so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so, like, very. I'll break everything down for you. Don't yeah. worry. Hey, so, hey, let's go. Let's dive in. Yeah. So yep. starting from our basis, starting from our roots in India, we have we have to after twelfth, you have to give NEET. And then you have MBBS. You get admission in MBBS based on need scores. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That's the basic process. And then you do five years of MBBS. You are a doctor. Now you need to master in something. You get a master's degree, master's doctorate. That is MD. MD, MD is what yeah. we specialize in. So uh-huh. my mom is a doctor. She specializes in anesthesia. 
So even the degree is not called pre-med. Uh, what is the degree called? It's just a bachelor's of science, a bachelor of arts in whatever subject you major in. You can be any okay. major and still do medical school in US. It gives you more options. Okay. You can be an architecture major and still do medicine. That's a massive. Right. That's a massive difference compared to India. Exactly. Yeah. You are not bound to anything. You have a lot of options. There's a lot of flexibility with the uh, with your choices. You. You are at least not punishing yourself for what you chose seventeen when you were in when you were seventeen years, right? Yeah, so like yeah. it makes sense. If you yeah. were, if you you can do your bachelor's, master's, PhD, and then also apply for med school and do a doctor, be a doctor after your PhD. Yes, many subjects. Correct, correct, correct. People yeah, I've I was watching this documentary where a person remotely related to medicine. He did some architecture or something, but at the age of thirty-five, he started med school, and right now he is one of the most uh, reputed Cuban Cuban American uh, anest, you know, uh, sorry, uh, brain surgeons, brain tumor surgeons. I'm like, this is amazing, and uh, and that flexibility. I wish that it existed in India. Mm. but i think uh, it's i think the system itself is a very uh, rigid system because yeah. rigid right. system with the finances and how much you are trying to invest in it it's like it's very mm. I, i was watching this video of uh, uh, dr devi shetty okay uh, the more, the india's pop, most popular uh, i forgot which specialization he's de- dealing with he's india's most specialized doctor he mentioned india's medical studies is completely devoted to the rich people 
and people with the fire in their belly the coming people coming from the middle class and the lower middle class or for that matter even the uh, the lower classes i'm talking about the economic bracket class and not of the caste system i'm talking about the economic bracket right for them it's completely different because their choices are limited to the top 50 seats of a particular ranking university but yeah. then in us that flexibility is extended to people even to people coming from people being immigrants they just have to yeah i think i have noticed that but i could be wrong i have not fell informed on this so i think i have probably. watched the same video i think you are talking about he also highlighted that point that doctors doctors want want just to become the doctor for the money and yeah. by- Lower income doctors want to become doctors for being a doctor. They yeah. have the they have the strength and the struggle to do it, but they don't have the resources to do it. And the medical right. system is so rigid towards catered towards the rich because yeah. again, the business and the capitalist environment. So it caters towards the riches. So yeah. they, you don't get motivated doctors versus people who actually want have the strive, the struggle, the hours that they will. the effort they are willing to put in to become a doctor are people from lower economic backgrounds but they cannot do that because of the yeah. system right it's the same thing we are talking about that yeah. was uh, i think this deserves a entire episode with another exactly. with somebody compare with one of your peers as well i think this re- with somebody coming from an indian education system with an indian mbbs i think something is this is something which deserves an other episode and we we'll yeah it creates an entire different surely, opening for yeah. a completely different discussion yeah and i think uh, to hand on a, to end our podcast on a high note um i think uh, to end our podcast on a high note i just want to say thank you for coming and really uh, yeah. sharing sharing there are a lot of topics that we wish we discussed but i think um, because this 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 deserves a, lo- a lot more uh, thought into it it just cannot be crunched into a 40 minute podcast so uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming to our podcast and really sharing your views on being uh, from being you know for being uh, graced with so many different uh, culture shocks and trying to explain your take on that and i think another episode would be we are just having another idea to bring you bring you the next time with an indian mbbs student are, are you nodding your head from inside <laughs> yeah <laughs> but ready for the continuation of this episode because i can say more about culture and i can speak more about the med school process in the us as well and how yeah. much different it makes it for me because i am coming as an international student and mind you there's a difference <laughs> right yeah yeah but but even the even the topics that we discussed today uh few like it was it was it, more, most of the topics that we discussed were not complete it was not completely medical related which i yeah. which i liked personally because um i wanted to that reflect that was the whole motive for the season 1 yeah. yeah i think we wanted to discuss that and you were able to address it for sure yeah we justified it very well in this episode once again Yeah thank you thank you very much from my side once I'm again um, thank you so much yeah thank you so much and yeah uh, and everyone is watching thank you we i thank you so yeah, i didn't hear that because you guys have um you guys are thanking me so much i need to thank you because you guys have given me a platform to be a guest on your podcast it's your podcast you guys are doing this i got a platform it's your platform so yeah, we, thank you 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is watching the video or hearing this podcast everywhere. Thank you, everyone. Uh, if you made it till the end. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week with a new guest. And for now, goodbye. Thank you, Kamya, and thank you everyone for watching this. Yeah.